0: Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions.
1: Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, Welcome to the show from the Uniden America studios for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. Dan Mandis. This is Red Eye Radio. 866-90-RED-EYE.
2: 866 90 i am throwing the BS flag on this one, friends. New poll shows that Donald Trump and Joe Biden neck and neck in 2024. That makes all the sense in the world. Independent bids could change the race when they throw an independent run by Robert F. Kennedy into the mix. They show that that hurts Donald Trump. Do you believe that? I'm throwing the B.S. flag on that one. I I don't know how the uh, questions were asked. I don't know how they did the poll. And I know that we've all been so consumed with what's going on in in Israel. And so I saw this uh, headline, and this is what they say. Former President Donald Trump and Joe Biden, yes, indeed, running neck and neck in a new presidential election poll. But the data suggests an independent bid by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. could upend the race in Joe Biden's favor. Now, I find that hard to believe. And listen, I am no expert when it comes to, uh, quite frankly, anything. But when you just look at the just from a, you know, common sense standpoint. Robert F. Kennedy running as a Democrat, Joe Biden, a Democrat as well. They share a lot of the same values. I realize that there's some similarities with Robert F. Kennedy and Donald Trump, but I just I, I, I don't see. I don't see Robert F. Kennedy being sort of like the uh, the Trump alternative. I don't. I mean, the man's a Democrat, so he's got even if he's running as an independent. So he's going to have a lot of Democrat tendencies. Now, I think part of what might be driving the support, I mean, if you believe it, we can go down this road. If you believe. That Robert F. Kennedy would take take away from Donald Trump then you've got to ask the question. Why? Well, a lot of Trump supporters are, you know, very much anti-vaccine, which is, um, you know, what what's one of the big things that Robert F. Kennedy is all about is, uh, you know, vaccine hesitancy, uh, anti-vaxxer, whatever it is that you want to call it. uh, He is very much against vaccines. So if if you fall into that category, and you, by and large, generally speaking, support Donald Trump. But maybe you have concerns because the former president continues to talk about, you know, the in in his mind, the um, the value of the vaccines that he created. Well, then I can see that Trump keeps going down this road and I can see the um, former president, if that's an issue that you feel strongly about, sort of pushing people over to uh, a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And now for a
0: segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. and Truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code "CPredeye, that's the letters Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6.
2: But also, he says a lot of great things. I mean, he does. I like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. But when it comes down to it, you know, I don't know where he falls on things like abortion. I don't know where he falls on, on things like, you know, the Second Amendment. Uh, there's some things out there. Sean Hannity and he had a big argument, big conversation about things that he has said about the NRA, for example. So there's a lot of things that, that you know, if it came right down to it, I, I don't know if I would trust him. Because he has tweeted some things and he has said some things that are decidedly anti-Republican, anti-conservative. I love what he stands for on the southern border. I like that he he stands for that. I like the fact that he was actually, uh, by and large, kicked out of the Democrat Party because uh, of the fact that the Democrat Party, um, I think they're afraid of him. But I just don't understand why... This would pull from a Donald Trump supporter or from Donald Trump support. I mean, I do wonder if you're if you're a Donald Trump supporter and, um, you know, you hear that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running as an independent. Would you would you consider change? You know, maybe that's what we'll do uh, tomorrow. I'll ask that question. If you're a Donald Trump supporter and you hear that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running as an independent, would you flip your vote? Because according to, you know, this Marist poll, it would impact Donald Trump in a negative way and he would pull from the uh, Trump supporters. They say that getting into the numbers uh, very quickly, according to the Marist poll, 49 uh, percent of registered voters said they would support Joe Biden, 46 percent uh, Donald Trump and 5 percent remain undecided, all without Kennedy in the race. They say those numbers shifted dramatically dramatically. For Trump and Biden with Kennedy running as an independent candidate, but appeared to hurt Donald Trump's chances for reclaiming the White House more than Biden's odds of winning a second term. You know maybe that's why Hannity and I'm not criticizing Sean Hannity, but maybe that's why Hannity attacked um Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Maybe I'll pull out that audio uh, tomorrow uh Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was attacked by Sean Hannity. And I, I remember that in the news cycle that day was uh, this story about how the Trump campaign was putting out talking points attacking, uh, attacking Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Well, maybe that's why, because they perhaps had some internal polling that showed that Trump would lose support from Robert F., uh, would lose support if uh, Kennedy jumped into the race. The poll showed Kennedy winning 16 percent support among voters Trump, 37 percent and Biden, 44 percent, just three percent undecided. So, yes, if uh, according to this poll and again, if you believe it and polls are just a snapshot of, you know, where the American people are at a given time and we are a long way. We're we're still over a year away from Election Day. But the poll shows Kennedy winning 16 percent of support among voters that would leave Trump with only 37% and Biden 44%, leaving 3% undecided. So, it's um, you know a worthy conversation, I, I suppose to have. I again, I don't necessarily know if I believe that polling, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that more tomorrow. The phone number is eight six six ninety Red Eye. That is where Bill is calling from Portland, Oregon on Red Eye Radio. Bill, how are you? Good. Appreciate uh, taking my call tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, I wanted to
3: talk to you a little bit about – I, I don't, haven't heard anybody really calling uh, uh, our good old president out for uh, some more of his lies today when he was addressing Israel. Um, just like when he said that he went and met with uh, Mandela in Suedo, he claimed that uh, his first meeting to Israel, he met with Meir. And uh, that was in nineteen. I believe he was in nineteen seventy three. He did that and said that he did it you know, prior to the six day war. Well, that would have he would have had to been there in 1967
2: when he was in college in order to do that. So, so <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Bill, I have I, I have not heard this. Can I tell you, um, as a guy who is uh, very passionately and vigorously been documenting uh, Joe Biden's live on my Joe Biden's lies on my show uh, in Nashville. Um, that's not one that I, I had heard that he did today. So I, I thank you, uh, Bill. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up because it's uh, again. I I don't know. Do you think that? Um, let me ask you this, Bill. And this is something that I've asked my local audience. Do you think that he is truly intentionally lying, or do you believe that he's just lost his mind? That's a good question. I think he's been such
3: a prolonged liar. I mean, you know, he's been caught for plagiarizing and doing everything that it's just come so naturally to him. And I think now part of it is, is also his brain is scrambled. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, You know, he, he really, it's all, it's always about him trying to insert himself in every conversation, right? It's always got to be something about him. It's always, you know, Oh, my house burned down. I almost lost my car. You know, as he's trying to, you know, talk to
2: these families. We Uh, we almost, we almost lost, we almost lost a couple of firefighters that day. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, the other one, which was great and it was kind of off mic today, we, you know, he, was a, he was meeting with a bunch of the Israelis there as he was walking through them. Um, uh, the microphone, you could hear him, and he, his first part of the conversation he was talking to, believe, was a nurse. And he said, oh, you know, yeah, I got a phone call uh, that was told my wife and daughter had died and both my sons were barely hanging on. But then he proceeded to say that he got a phone call that his son had died in Iraq. So that was another good right. one he did today.
2: Yeah. And and, 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 and Bill, I, I appreciate the call. The whole my son died in Iraq thing, uh, I, I believe. Well, I know his son did not die in Iraq. But I think part of what that story is, is that his son served in Iraq. And that's where he and I, I forget the entire story. But uh, he ended up with some some chemicals that he uh, breathed in. From the and burn pits. Y- yes. Yeah, thank you. Pit. Thank yep. you, Bill. The burn pits. That's yep. right. And uh, so, no, uh, Joe, your your son. And, and here's the thing is that I'm not it's not a criticism that his son, you know, died in the States as opposed to, you know, in Iraq. But it, it is different. I mean, yes, his son, yeah, very, you know, he he did much. serve and he was around those burn pits and that those burn pits. That's a that's a big story of what our veterans went through. But it's categorically false. And, and, and that's the problem is that there's so many things that. Biden says. And, you know, it's like it's just exhausting trying to keep up with the man's lies. And and, and Bill, I appreciate the call. It just it, it is. I, to be honest, it's, it feels like at this point with Biden's lies, it just feels like low hanging fruit. And there was a time when I thought that it was um, funny. Because like the Amtrak story, that's another one, the Amtrak story where, you know, he says that You know, he talked to the guy and he puts in all these miles on Amtrak and it was this year. But it turns out the guy, you know, was dead when the conversation supposedly took place. And 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 here's the other thing, uh, Bill, if you're listening. The other thing is these stories that the, the that Biden tells. Oh, my Lord, they've been fact checked how many times. I mean, the story about his house burning down in Delaware, he has been fact checked Countless times by the New York Times and the Washington Post. And he still tells the story. It's just it's stunning. It is absolute. And then you see and then you see the story that I was just talking about with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., where as an independent, he's going to pull more from Donald Trump than Joe Biden. Are, are, this is what's so stunning and stupefying about the damn Democrats is this is a president who lies over and over and over again to the American people, and they'll still vote for him. It's like what is wrong with you people? I've got I've got some neighbors down the street who are proud Democrats, and they 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 proudly had the Biden. Harris bumper stickers on, you know, in front of their house and just this whole thing and the signs and the, and the stickers on their cars. And, you know, I, I want I want to walk up. I want to walk up to their house and I want to ask them, what, how can you continue to support this? And I could just I could go down the litany of not only the lies, but the failed policy. And yet they continue, these Democrats, yet they continue uh, to say that they'll support this uh, man of, you know, failed policy and constant, constant lies. Mike is in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, on Red Eye Radio. Mike, how are you?
4: Hey, how you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Go ahead.
4: Excellent. Uh, actually, I called in to talk about the uh, speakership. You know, it's, it's an election year, like you've been talking, uh, and but you would not never know it. Uh, The Republicans are blowing again, Uh, and like they do so often throughout throughout my entire lifetime. Uh, Here we finally have Congress back. We're able to start doing something, and you're blowing it. Uh, You've kicked McCarthy out. Uh, You're playing games within your own party. And so what happens when that takes place is this. You're taking a great chance to not only lose the Congress, the next election that pops up, but also to lose 24 also. Because everybody seems to forget you're not going to win with just the republican vote you have to have independent votes you're going to lose the you're going to lose the presidential election because what you're doing is you're showing the american people you can't be trusted to do your job and when that happens they change horses
2: with great power comes great responsibility mike let me ask you a question I, and i'm curious if you could do this in in like 30 seconds or less who do you blame Absolutely. in the house do you do you blame the 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 more conservatives or do you blame the moderates for what's going on?
4: Well really I would blame Matt gates uh, and, and and those folks for what they did with McCarthy because you were going in the right direction there uh, and now they're on the they're on board but now you have your moderates that are playing games with Democrats. you cannot deal with Democrats
2: No you if can't with the Democrats you yep. lose. All right Mike, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate it. 86690 red eye is the phone number we'll return next.
3: This morning's USDA farm report is brought to you by How's Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. More production expected both this year and next regarding beef, although small, according to USDA World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekinowski.
2: Raised our current year beef production forecast by about 40 million pounds, mainly reflecting higher cow slaughter. For 2024,
4: we raised the production forecast about 110 million pounds, essentially reflecting the fact that more cattle came into feedlots late in 2023, so they will
3: be available into next year for beef production. He adds increased beef production translates in part to lower steer prices.
2: Prices for the current calendar year, we reduced by $1.18 per hundredweight, reflecting recently observed price developments. We expect that relative weakness to carry into at least the first half of 2024. So we reduced our steer price forecast by 50 cents per hundredweight. And that mainly is reflecting a
3: little bit of price softness in the first half of the year, but they are likely to strengthen again in the second half. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
0: This report brought to you by Senex Fuels and Loops.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio toll free at 866 90 Red Eye.
2: Red Eye Radio eight six six ninety Red Eye uh, going back very quickly to this uh, story and again whether or not you you believe it I'm I'm very cynical of polling for obvious reasons if you uh, know the history of polling especially the more recent history but this uh, poll that showed the Trump and Biden neck to neck uh, neck and neck in twenty twenty four but independent bids could change the race when Robert F Kennedy Jr uh, enters into the picture as an independent candidate. Here's what they say. The poll shows Kennedy winning 16% support among voters, uh, Trump 37%, uh, Biden 44%, 3% were undecided. They say the biggest shift with a Kennedy candidacy came from independent voters, showing a massive drop in support for Donald Trump 49 to 34%, and Biden 43 to 33%. According to the poll, Kennedy receives support. From 29% of independents. So if you're an independent voter and uh, you're one of those Trump-supporting independents, you bring in a Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and they like what he stands for more than Donald Trump. Uh, They say Republican support for Donald Trump also dropped significantly, 91 to 81% with Kennedy receiving support from 11 percent of GOP voters. I don't know. Again, I don't know if I necessarily believe it. The only uh, real poll that matters is the one on Election Day. Uh, let's say hello very quickly to uh, this is Rick calling from California. No, that's Georgia on uh, Red Eye Radio. Rick, uh, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Go ahead real quick. I was just
0: gonna say I've always said that Democrats are either stupid or sleaze bags because either either they know that Biden is an idiot and vote for him anyway that's a sleaze bag or they're just stupid and can't put two and two together. But the main point of this phone call is nothing moves in the media unless the White House says for it to. So I'm kind of curious as to how two days ago when there was claim that a rocket had hit a hospital and they couldn't they fell all over themselves telling me this lie. And, and now, of course, they have to walk it back. But the White House had to have given out and told them to do
2: that. I will talk about that coming up next. Heading into a break. Appreciate the call. Dan Mandis here. This is Red Eye Radio.
1: Red Eye Radio, from the Uniden America Studios. Now, for Gary McNamara and Eric Harley, here is Dan Mandis.
2: 866-90-RED-EYES, the phone number, 866-907-3339. Dan Mandis here indeed. In for Gary and Eric. They return next Sunday night, Monday morning. Guy had called right before the break and asked about the media coverage that was going on Uh, Yesterday, the airstrike on the Gaza hospital and a lot of the media today, uh, some in the media walking that back when they said that it was Israel that uh, bombed the Gaza hospital. And guy was asking, well, isn't the Biden administration the ones that are giving all the media their talking points? This time, the uh, media took the uh, speaking points, the talking points of uh, of Hamas. And so I've got I've got a whole thing here. That I that I want to do. And uh, I want to play for you and and review some of these headlines because I'm one of those uh, folks that firmly believes that journalism is is pretty much dead. I mean, I I do, sadly. But I want to play for you uh, this audio from uh, MSNBC. And uh, this is how they covered the attacks as uh, it was unfolding.
3: The Palestinian health ministry says the Baptist hospital in Gaza City, that's the northern half of Gaza, has taken a direct hit from an Israeli airstrike. They are saying at minimum, at minimum, 300 people are dead. Now, we
2: have not been able to verify that. International journalists have not been able to get into Gaza. Now, basically, what is punctuating in, in that report is the fact that they said that it was an Israeli airstrike now to his credit uh, he did say that they were working to you know confirm some of the numbers and he also said right there in the beginning the Palestinian Health
3: Ministry says
2: the ba- the, the Palestinian Health Ministry says it was the Israelis well I mean look anybody who knows anything about uh, the, the Palestinian Health Ministry uh, knows that they're going to try to pin this on Israel and so when, when I signed on last night, um, or the night, yeah, last night when um, all of this was going on, you know, the first thing I said in my monologue was, you know, you got two sides that are, you know, pointing fingers at each other. Because when this whole thing was going on, my my first thought when I was looking at all of these headlines was this doesn't fit Israel's MO. I mean, they, they don't go after hospitals full of innocent civilians. This is something that Hamas does. Also, it is an f- absolute fact that Hamas, their their rockets uh, tend to misfire a lot. And so this is something that is almost routinely happens actually in Gaza is these rockets, you know, they, as one analyst said to me yesterday, I was interviewing a, an analyst from the Heritage Foundation and he said, yeah, sometimes you know, with Gaza, these rockets, they just go fluey. That's what is said. Go fluey. And and they end up, you know, just sort of they they go up into the sky, but they don't go where they're supposed to go and they end up somewhere. And last night, this uh, this rocket coming from the Islamic Jihad, uh, a, a, a terrorist organization just like Hamas, uh, it ended up landing in the uh, parking lot right next to the hospital and um uh, Caused a lot of damage. We don't know exactly how many people were killed. Uh, and last night, they said that it was 500 people killed. Now, it turns out um, not uh, 500 people may not even be close to 500 people. Now, uh, earlier in in the broadcast and, you know, there's a lot of, I, I believe, splitting of hairs going on because while the rocket did not actually apparently hit the hospital, It hit the parking lot right next to the hospital and caused a lot of damage uh, to the hospital. And so if if somebody says, like I did earlier tonight, you know, the the rocket that hit the hospital. Well, that is technically not true because it hit the parking lot next to the hospital, but it caused a lot of damage to the hospital. So, I mean, to me, we're splitting hairs at that point. Bottom line is Hamas fired a rocket. It went fluey and it hit either the parking lot next to the hospital or the hospital did a lot of damage and a lot of people killed. We don't know how many it is. The big thing is. Israel did not fire that rocket. And it's something the media is uh, talking about quite a bit. And so now there's a a whole big uh, laundry list of headlines that um, is out there now. And the, the, the list of headlines is. Uh, probably going to be going viral. I don't pay attention to such things, but Reuters reported it like this: An Israeli airstrike killed hundreds of Palestinians at a Gaza City hospital crammed with patients and displaced people. Health authorities in the besieged enclave said. Well that is flat out blaming Israel and it was uh, Hamas and you know the Palestinians who said that it was the Israelis. Well, of course, they're going to say it was the Israeli, the Israelis. See, my thing is I, I automatically, when I saw all of this and I saw that people were trying to blame Israel, my uh, my BS flag went up right away. I mean, right away. I, I, could, I could definitely see how mistakes happen. That I understand. Uh, I could see how Israel may have, may have mistakenly, Uh, fired this rocket and it ended up going fluey and and, uh, you know, hit the uh, hospital or or whatever. That is not what happened. But I'm smart enough to know that if uh, Hamas or the Palestinians are saying that it was the Israelis, I'm smart enough to know that there's probably more information to come. And and it did. It was almost immediately or within the next couple of hours is last night's. A broadcast unfolded where we heard the uh, phone call, the audio recording of the phone call where there was two guys. Oh, crap moment. Want to get away? Kind of a moment where they're talking about how the rocket was fired from behind the cemetery of the hospital. And they don't typically see the uh, any issues with these kinds of missiles. But that this missile hit the hospital and they even said in the phone call that it was this, um, this terrorist organization, Islamic Jihad. The Associated Press, breaking. The Gaza Health Ministry says at least 500 people killed in an explosion at a hospital that it says was caused by an Israeli airstrike. Do You know, if it was, if it was me, and you know, I'm a talk show host, so it's a different dynamic, but if it was me, And I'm writing a headline. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say where the airstrike came from or may have come from. Because you you can't win for losing, because if it's, you know, the 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 Gaza health ministry, you know, the Palestinians or if it's, you know, Hamas or whoever, if it's anybody affiliated with that side of the battle or that side of the debate, Of course, they're going to blame the Israelis. So you can't you can't take anybody's uh, word for anything when these kinds of things are going on. They would have been better served to just say it was caused by an airstrike or, you know, the origins of the airstrike are so far unknown. They would have been far better off sort of wording it like that. But instead, everybody was so anxious to try and get the news out that it was an Israeli uh, airstrike. Here's another one. Uh, This is from The New York Times. Breaking news, an Israeli airstrike hit a Gaza hospital on Tuesday, killing at least 200 Palestinians. Then they say, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry, which said the number of casualties was expected to rise. And, And here's the other thing on that. The other thing on that is, and I and I hate to say this, but the majority of Americans are not nearly as engaged as you folks that listen to talk radio, that listen to red eye radio. And so you folks know that if it's something that comes from the Palestinian health ministry, your B.S. meter automatically goes up. But, you know, the average American isn't, you know, as they're not as up on this kind of a thing. And so they read that and what they see is an Israeli airstrike hit a Gaza hospital, killing at least 200. They don't understand the the nuances of, you know, the Palestinian health ministry and how, you know, they hate Israel and, you know, they're they're part of Hamas or, you know, they're sympathetic with Hamas or whatever. So that's also part of the dynamic there. And I, I mean. Look, I could go on forever, but I believe that you folks get uh, understand the idea that the the media and their coverage of, you know, what happened last night and how they tried to, you know, pin the blame on Israel. And then the reporting came out and it showed that Israel was actually uh, innocent in all of this. I think there's a lot of folks that are taking notice. The phone number is 866-90-RED-EYE. This is uh, Ray calling from Texas. Ray, thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? This is Roy. Roy. Um, Sorry, man.
5: That's no problem. Earlier, it was said that the uh, reason why Jim Jordan did not get the votes is because of his hardline supporters. Well, I'm calling BS on that. And the reason being is because when Scalise got his uh, secret ballot uh, nod, Mm -hmm. Jim Jordan came out and supported him. And said, "Hey, I'm throwing my support behind Jim Jordan." Well, I'm calling
2: BS on. Okay, but can I? But but can I tell you this, Ray? I'm sorry, Rory. Sure. Um, also, part of that story, the the there's a lot of layers here. Jim Jordan, when he came out and he said that he was supporting Steve Scalise, Jordan knew that Scalise was not going to get the support of. Of, uh, of of his supporters, of the far right supporters. So Jordan, when he came out and said that he was supporting Scalise, it was disingenuous because he knew Scalise wasn't going to get the support. The reason Jordan did that, the reason why Jordan came out and publicly supported Steve Scalise was because he was trying to gain the support of the Steve Scalise supporters. See, does that make sense?
5: Yes, it does. I understand that. But we're talking D.C. It's all politics. Of course they said that, but everybody wants to say what everybody wants. Everybody wants to hear the right thing all the time. But I'm still saying that it's, I don't believe it, because if those same hardliners supported Scalise, then they would have gladly accepted their vote. And I just think they're just a bunch of but her kitty cats and that's <laughs> that's that's my
2: opinion. Hey, hey Roy, let me ask you let me ask you a question real quick. Um sure. In, in 15 seconds or less. Who do you blame for the the all of this train wreck that's going on uh in Washington DC with this speaker battle? Do you blame the conservatives or the moderates? I blame the
5: Republicans.
2: Fair enough. Do I blame? Fair enough. And that's a great answer. Thank you very much. I want to get through a lot of these calls because folks have been waiting a long time. This is Ed in Alexandria, Virginia on Red Eye Radio. Hey, Ed, go.
5: Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Yeah, geez. So many things to discuss, but um, I'm, I'm with the previous caller. The Republicans are just crustaceans. It's I'm 60 years old and it's just been a joke since Reagan, honestly. But um, I didn't. I mean, they're just showing up to a gunfight with a knife.
2: Uh,
3: It's crazy.
5: You know that
2: that's actually um, uh, Ed. That that is a very interesting way to put it because you know the the Democrats. You know they've got their stuff together now. It says on my uh, on my screen, Ed, that you are going to be leaving the country because of corruption.
5: um, I'm leaving the uh, the country. I'm going to Latvia. I'm preparing my house. I live in Alexandria in a nice neighborhood, but I've right. had um, enough. I, I'm just I'm a, you know, I'm literally getting raped with taxes um, and the craziness. And uh, hey, hey, Ed,
2: hey, 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 Ed, will you do me a favor, uh, uh, Brian sure. um, and Brian and Alan, um, Ed, will you call back tomorrow? Because I'm at the sure. end of this darn show. I am fascinated by the fact that you want to move to Latvia. I, I, I want to know yeah. more about this. So, uh, guys, can you uh, put him on hold, or whatever? Give him the inside line. I want to know from Ed why it is that he chose to move from Alexandria, Virginia to Latvia. And I got to run. 866 90 Red Eye. Dan Mand is here on Red Eye Radio.
1: Get in touch with Red Eye Radio. Toll free at 866 90 Red Eye.
2: It's red Eye Radio, the phone number is always eight six six ninety 90 red eye 866-907-3339. Dan Mandis here in for Gary and Eric. They return next Sunday night, Monday morning. And by the way, if you'd like to follow me on the socials, you can. I'm at uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter as well, all three, at Dan Mandis Show. And also, I'm about ready to start hosting my own morning show, which you can catch, 997WTN.com. The radio station is Super Talk, 997 WTN. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow night, right here on Red Eye Radio.
1: This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood.